and welcome to Two Old Chuffs, A Tale of Two Hospices. They've let us come back. I'm amazed. I'm Tamsin Thomas. And I'm Gina Starnes. And we've got lots to talk about. And this time round, we're talking about, and I'm not quite sure how this subject fits no, us, marathon sure. running. Da, da, da. So you were going to sing at this point? Yeah, no, not that's no, it. The, yeah. That slow motion yeah. music. Have you ever run a marathon? No, I've walked a marathon. Yeah, I did twenty six miles around London, the moonwalk, and um, I did uh, a similar midnight walk last year, um, marathon course walking, uh, but overnight. Yes, which is a really odd experience, especially when you get to the hallucinating stage. Yes, that's four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and it's yes. pitch dark, and. Um, we came, to, this was in the Falklands, so a long way away. Oh, wow. We came down round this road and there were, it was a really well organised event. So every mile or so, there was a four by four back open food, drink, everything else. But uh, there were a row of cars to stop you going on because that was the turning point. And while we were having our water, there was a lady sat in this car and I, <laughs> she had a little dog on her lap. And I said, gorgeous little dog, you know, how long have you had that? And she said... It's not a dog, it's a baby, and I'm breastfeeding. Ah, oh dear. Serious hallucination, then. So I kind of hoped in the dark she wouldn't ever recognise me again. But uh, no, certainly haven't run a marathon. However, we have a guest with us today. Uh, welcome Jane Appleton from our fundraising team, who Thanks. has run a marathon. I have, I've run two, in fact. Wow. Show off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, I did the London Marathon um, for Cornwall Hospice Care in 2017 most amazing experience of my life second you know second only to having children why is it in terms of pain or joy sorry a bit of both to be fair (laughs) like you say you get to that that point where you start hallucinating and it does become a little painful um although the cornish marathon was more painful than london was it really yeah very very hilly okay so just go right back whatever made you think i want to run a marathon when I was eight years old, my uh, my friend's dad ran the London Marathon and he came into school and I really wanted his medal and tinfoil blanket. And I thought, one day I'm going to do that. I'm going to get one of those tinfoil blankets. Um, and then didn't really think about it much until I took up running in 2011. Um, and I thought, well, if I can do seven miles, I can do a half marathon. So I did our run Falmouth, um, the first ever half marathon um, that we put on and that I'd ever run. It, it was... A painful experience but I thought if I can do that I reckon I can do a marathon so that's sort of where the thought came from really. You know you said I took up running in 2011 what's the story there what makes someone suddenly or not so suddenly take up running? Um, I wanted to lose my baby weight after having my oldest child um, and it was cheaper than the gym basically and I started it and discovered that actually I wasn't too bad at it. I could maintain a pace and my distances got longer. Um, and I wanted to run a local event um, in Tower Dress and thought, well, let's, let's give it a go. So I did. And it kind of stemmed from there, really. So was that the Tower Dress Trotter? Yes, yeah. It's that, That's not just I started on that. I did it once. I did it by mistake because I didn't realise it was seven miles. I thought it was seven kilometres, which was pushing my But you did it well, lap. Tamsin. I, I was there. You did it well. So proud. So <laughs> proud. Um, but I'm always fascinated that people find they can run. You know, I did Couch to 5K and seriously thought I could never, ever do it. I thought it was a con. 
I genuinely did till the day I'd run my first 5k and thought well, that works. I think you get to a point and it becomes putting one foot in front of the other but you want to get to the finish line to see your family your friends or to get your medal um, and if you can do one distance you think well maybe I can do the next distance and so seven miles became 13 for me and 13 became well let's see if we can do 26. Um, it turns out I can um, and then back in November when I did the Cornish marathon that was a training run for me for an ultra marathon so it, it sounds crazy but it is about putting one foot in front of the other. And mindset, quite a lot about mindset. Very much so, determination. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think when, when you get to a certain distance, it really is stubbornness, um, a will to complete it, and um, not to not let yourself down, but to, to show that you can do it, and the, the hours, weeks, months of training that you've put in is worth it, because you've got there. I think anybody that, that runs longer distances will probably get a, a did not finish under their belt at some point, but... Um, the, the sort of the, the term, determination to complete that run becomes a little bit addictive, I think. Mm. What are the tricks then? You know, how do you uh, how do you keep going for eleven or twenty one miles? I think I'm quite a stubborn person, but once you've done it once, it, you think, well, if I've done it once, I can do it again. Um, I think the first time I ran um, up the hill from Charlestown to the towards the hospice the first time I actually managed to achieve that running all the way without stopping I thought well if I've done it once I can do it again so now every time I run up that hill I think right come on you can do this you've done it before Um, and it becomes the same for a distance Um, for for London I knew I could get to about the 22 miles so I thought if I can get to 22 miles I'm almost at embankment then so then it's a matter of the crowds and the cheering just getting me to the end and does that carry around oh definitely talk about it carries you around at 100% um, I have my name on my vest so people I didn't even know were screaming go Jane you can do it and and you think oh okay yeah yeah. I don't know you but of course I can and and children on the side of the road they're holding a sign up with like a little Mario power up and you know press here to go faster um which my son thought was fantastic when I told him when I got home but yeah it just just for me when certainly on the longer distances knowing that I'm going to see family and friends at the end um it's right got to keep going got to get to them and and my pint of Thatcher's gold fantastic (laughs) Yeah, sponsored by yeah absolutely sorry yeah as, as, as to say at this point other sites are, are available yes yes <laughs> and um tell me about the i'm always fascinated by what you can remember what do you take in at something like the london marathon or, or don't you are you so um, blinded to it all it's yeah the crowds um the support um but when when I went to, to London, um, Liam was eight at the time, my son was eight at the time, and he said, Mum, I want you to take a picture of Tower Bridge, Big Ben, the Queen's House and the London Eye. Um, <laughs> so I'm coming up to Tower Bridge, my phone came out, I kept running, took a photo, brilliant. Um, totally missed Big Ben though. And then I saw the official photos sort of a day or so afterwards and thought, wow, I, I actually did run past Big Ben. <laughs> Who knew? Um, so at that point, I, I must have been a little bit delirious or, or whatever um, and missed seeing it. But um, there's, you know, some really iconic photos with Big Ben in the background, which is quite amazing. But yeah, it, I think it's the, the atmosphere on the day. Even at the start line, the atmosphere is just so electric. And that's the same for any event you do. Um, whether it's 40,000 people or 400 people. 
That support is so important, isn't it, to yeah. get you around. And on the day, I think those marshals play such a fantastic role in oh, yeah. keeping you going. But other runners as well. Yeah. You know, you see it on the telly where there's a, a runner a few hundred yards from the finish that's just fallen and other runners are scooping them up and, and getting them across the line. And, and I saw it happen when I was at about 25 miles and, and I went over and, and the ma- there's a man helping this man who's fallen and he said, just keep going, you're doing well. And I'm, okay, I don't need to be told twice. <laughs> yeah. um, but Because at that point you really are just putting one foot in front of the other and things hurt and, and ache and, you know, this. And do you get hungry? I didn't at London, um, or even when I did the Cornish Marathon, I, I didn't get hungry there. But on the longer distances, yeah. I, um, but when I finish, I'm ravenous and I'm shoving anything in my mouth that I can get. Um, but certainly when I do the, the longer distances, um, I run the 32-mile wrapped race in, in August 2018. And, and I did get a bit peckish on that one. I had my golden syrup sandwiches and my hula hoops to get me up the hills. And who was the runner that had to go to the loo during the London Marathon? Very famous. Oh, Paula Paula Radcliffe. Yeah. Did that happen? Does it happen? What do you do? I did stop in the um, conveniences at London, which are nicely placed along the route. um, But I I lost a bit of time in a queue because I didn't quite have the nerve to do what Paula did. Um, But yes, it does happen. (laughs) Well, you're listening to Two Old Chuffs, A Tale of Two Hospices, and today we're talking marathons, uh, and we're talking with Jane Appleton, who's from our fundraising team and is herself a marathon runner, but is going to be telling us in a minute about the importance of marathons to our charity. So, Jane, we've heard your uh, experiences of marathon running. Now you're also encouraging others. So what's the tie-up between Cornwall Hospice Care and marathon running? Fundraising. It's a really great way to uh, encourage your family and friends to give you money when you run a long way. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'd be wanting an awful lot of encouragement, lots of money. So how does it work? Um, So we have um, an allocated uh, 15 gold bond places from London Marathon ourselves. So that means each year we can take 15 runners up to London um, and cheer as they run around for us. And in that time from October to April when they run, they're fundraising as well as training, um, holding different events, quizzes, bingo nights, just general fundraising online, um, whatever they can do. Cake sales are a great fundraiser as well. And do you help people think about good ideas? For yeah, fundraising? we support them from the office. Um, so this year I've actually got 22, a team of 22. Okay. So we've got the 15 places. There were three people who were deferred runners from last year's event. Um, and then we've also got um, a few people that were lucky enough to secure their own place but have decided that they'd like to support us um, whilst they're training and running the marathon. So a lot of them are holding events we've got a bingo night next week we've already had a bingo night a couple of weeks ago another lady's got a quiz coming up um and a couple of cake sales in the, in the offing as well so lots going on uh, and collectively they raise a staggering amount of money yes um i think 2017 was a real bumpy year for us and we got to about seventy two thousand pounds wow it's a phenomenal amount of money it, it is a huge amount of money. Each of the runners, the, the gold bond places do, for any charity, carry quite a high fundraising target. So ours is £1,850 for this year, um, which does sound quite overwhelming to, to each of the fundraisers. But actually, when you break it down, um, their families and friends are supporting them. And I mean, I raised about £500 in one cake sale, which was phenomenal. Um, 
but you know when you break it down it is manageable um, and they have six months to do it so we like to support them um, and some people will sort of find it they'll embrace it more than others but you know we, we get there and, and each year we get them to their targets and most you know a lot of them will surpass their targets as well without even realizing that they've done it Remember the amazing lady, was it a couple of years ago, did the marathon for us dressed as an ice cream? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have actually spoken to her about doing it dressed as a, a beer. But, you know, that was a by-the-by conversation. <laughs> she seemed quite keen, though. Because <laughs> there's always that man who dresses as... Um, is he a rhino? Oh, there's quite a few rhinos. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And the, the diving man as well, the, the guy in a diving suit. I saw I Jesus. Okay. He had a cross and a, a crown and nothing on his feet. Um, so I sort of ran past him. Well, Are you Jesus. sure you weren't hallucinating? <laughs> no, no, because other people were congratulating him too. He was definitely there. But yeah, there's there's several rhinos that run the marathon. And a womble. I got overtaken by a womble when I was in that toilet queue. Yeah. See, that's embarrassing. Oh, I know, frustrating. I wanted to catch him, but as I crossed the finish line, I, I could see him up ahead getting his medal. In a tiny way, but very like it, it's when you're at the park run and someone runs by pushing twins in a buggy. <laughs> yeah. Just think, right, okay, mm, yeah. I've lost it now. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, it is frustrating, but go, go to the Womble. Well, Gina, um, Gina um, who is one of the two old chuffs, you're also the clinical services director. How does that money equate to our front line? I think um, the, the great thing about um, Cornwall Hospice Care is that actually the money that people raise actually does get ploughed into making a huge difference for those patients on the ward. And, you know, as we've said, you know, increasing beds, it, it all costs the staffing to increase beds. And actually, it's also it's um, it's great for our staff to be able to meet people that have raised the money for us. So we would always encourage people to come in at check presentations um, and to talk to staff. And we've also had staff that have run the marathon as well, actually on the unit. So um, one of our healthcare did it, I think, a couple of years ago, and, and would like to try and do it again. So she, Emma's, Emma, Emma yeah. Eden, isn't it? Yeah. I think she's doing it this she, year. Yeah, she was lucky enough to to obtain a, a public place this year so yeah she's she's running again yeah so I think people do get the bug don't they really oh definitely um but I but I think you know for us it's it's hugely important that, that people support us in in any way they can and like you say yes the running's important the training's important and the fundraising important and it, it's coming to such a good cause yeah it's just I just when you see that sea of people on the television yeah you know and you you just think of all the thousands of charities that are probably represented i mean i know the front end of the london marathon is very exciting and the, the, the serious olympic type standard people but what i love is when you see the bbc always do a shot across the bridge and there's just this sea of color because people are in different vests and, and outfits and everything else I mean, that must, to be amongst that must be almost overwhelming. It was a little bit. And you, when you watch it on the telly and you see them at the start line and there's all those thousands of people there, when you get there, it's just electric. Um, but you, you hear, you know, they do the countdown from 10 and then say go. And, and then you sit there for 23 minutes before you cross the start line because there's just so many people. Um, it, but it is very, it's overwhelming, but in a completely amazing and fantastic way. So how can people just help generally? Because there are those of us who are beyond the idea of running a marathon right now. Is it a case of looking out for folk and supporting yeah. their events? Look or? out for the events that are coming up. We list them on our website. Um, some, they'll get 
some coverage on our social media channels um and yeah if there's a cake sale outside your local shop go and spend 50p on a muffin and help a runner <laughs> and of course you were talking about the, the hell that is the cornish marathon yes we have a half marathon don't we, we? do run falmouth um and this year will be on the 15th of march uh, which is a Sunday. We set off from Pendennis Castle um, at 10 o'clock in the morning and pound the streets of Falmouth and beyond. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a tough one in terms of there's a lot of hills, but it's Falmouth. However, it's a lovely route. It's one of the most picturesque runs in Cornwall, I think. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a beautiful event and, and it's really good. I've run it and helped organise it. So, you know, I've seen it from both sides and it is a really lovely event. I'm looking at Gina because we ought to go and walk the course one day. We should. It is beautiful, but it will be hilly. What did you say? What word did you just use? Tough? Tough. No, it's beyond. Yeah. <laughs> it's beyond tough. There is one hill at least. Oh, there's 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 a couple of hills in there. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's one particular one. Uh, we go past the, the beaches on the left and it's so beautiful. And then you go around the corner and there's just this sheer face of hill in front of you. And it goes on forever. Um, however you're quite early into the race so you're still around lots of people and and there's lots of encouragement up the hill and yeah, yeah I can't there. help but think that you're underestimating that incline I feel really <laughs> I'm getting that vibe <laughs> so yes maybe or with a segue perhaps we could do it yeah I have a uh, we were helping at Run Falmouth one year <laughs> see that's what I do I'll offer yeah. to help I'm not actually taking part and um got to this water station it was the first water station the runners were going to get to and there was no one there I was just driving by and I thought oh, right so I stopped and I think I phoned you probably and said yeah, what, what was supposed to happen and then I found where they'd hidden the the paper cups and everything else in this thing behind a hedge got it I started laying it out but Jane's now saying they've started <laughs> oh my lord and I'm putting these cups out and this police car went by and he slowed down long enough for me to shout stop and he got out and I was like the runners are coming so this policeman now in his uniform he's helping to put these cups out and he sees this young lad and he said this lad he's in trouble with me oi lad come here if you help you'll be alright well this lad turned too and we literally got the cups ready and were able to just gently hand the first cup out to the first runner Fantastic. as if there'd been no fuss at all <laughs> by the end of it we were all lying in the hedge <laughs> looking shattered but there were, it's another thing isn't it event day traumas <laughs> but again that's all in support of the hospices yes. and, and our charity yeah so every penny we raise at run falmouth um will fund the nursing care keeping keeping patients in beds well, thank you so much. We, Gina and I, well, I don't know about you, Gina, but I'm in awe of you. Tamsin, I'm going to get you around Rum Farm with one day. It's my, uh, it is my absolute aim in life now. I'll be there with a damp flannel for you. <laughs> yeah. And a foot, a foot rub. Just make sure you're at the first water station. <laughs> yeah, but maybe after the first 100 metres, Gina, <laughs> you could meet me. The, the very best of luck to all our Absolutely. marathon runners. Yeah, 100%. They are superstars beyond. And really thank you to you. Uh, for all you do to support them as well and for coming in and sharing your marathon stories we're both quite warm now I think we probably need to have a massage and a you know cool post down. exercise yeah. cool down do you think Gina lovely um, yeah, you can run away <laughs> <laughs> take us a bit longer um, thank you you've been listening to Two Old Chuffs A Tale of Two Hospices